blessed morning. We just want to say the hallelujah. You reign. You reign over everything, Lord. You reign over the world. You reign over systems. You reign over governments. You reign over institutions. You reign over our very lives. We are very grateful, Lord. And forever, all our days, we say hallelujah. We glorify your name. We honor you. We adore you. Thank you, Father, for your favor over us. Blessed and mighty name, somebody shout a believing amen with a shout unto the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Take your seat in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Supernatural overflow. Are you super excited or you are just excited? Then let me see it in your voice. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Glory be to Jesus. We thank God for yet another opportunity and another moment to hear and to increase. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. Bible says that and proverbs chapter 1 and verse number 5 it says that and a man look at that a wise man will hear and will increase learning hallelujah and he says that and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel anytime we come to church what we come to do is to hear and increase learning hallelujah the more of God you know, the more accesses of the kingdom you have. The more of God you know, the more accesses in the kingdom you have. The more of God you know, the more accesses into the kingdom you have. And the kingdom is made up of keys. So the more keys you have, the better your life in the kingdom. Hallelujah. The keys are called secrets in the kingdom. The keys are called mysteries. And Bible says that we are stewards of the mysteries of the kingdom. When you read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 1 and 2. He said that let a man so account of us as stewards. Let a man so account of us as stewards of the ministers. As stewards as of the ministers of Christ. And stewards of the mysteries. They are mysteries. So anytime we come into the kingdom, God download mysteries to us. It is the mysteries that makes us mysterious in the world. The mysteries we know from the kingdom makes us mysterious in the world. When Bible says that I and the children that the Lord has given unto me, we are for signs and wonders. He's talking about the fact that we are for mysteries. 
what is a mysterious person? A mysterious person is somebody you can't predict. Yeah, if they can predict you are not mysterious. What is mysterious about you? We know that you are taking this step. We know that you are making this step. There is no mystery about you. And anything at all can happen. We know his steps. We know that tomorrow he's going to do this. The next day he's going to do that. The next time he's going to do that. We predict you. We intercept. We intervene. We interrupt. And then we ground you. But then when you are mysterious, you, are, you, 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 you become the greatest terrorist. Amen. As somebody you can't predict. You don't know how his, his movement is. And that is what Bible says we are supposed to be. When you read the book of John chapter 3. Look at John chapter 3 and verse number 5, 6, 7, and 8. In fact, verse number 6, 7, and 8. He says that from verse number, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And then he says that, look at verse number 7. Don't marvel that I say that you must be born again. Verse 8. As the wind blows where it wants, you hear the sound and you cannot tell where it is coming from or where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. Nobody can predict the wind. Can you predict the wind? Can you predict the air? You can't, they, they, they can say that this place is airtight. It means that air doesn't come here. Leave the place for about a year and then come. And then pass your hand on something. You feel the dust there. What brought the dust? Air. You, cannot pre- you can't stop the air. Now listen to me. What makes fire dangerous is not the fire. It is the wind that carries it. What makes rain? It is normal rain that will rain. But when it comes with wind, it is called a tornado. And it destroys. And Bible says that anybody that is born of the spirit, you are unpredictable. He said that just as, just as you can hear the sound. So it means that when you are born of the spirit, ladies and gentlemen, we can feel or we must feel your influence and your effect. But we must not be able to predict you. Yeah. The devil can read between your lines and then be able to stop and ground you. There is something else you need. It means that there is more that you need. And that is why we come into the church to learn of the mysteries so that we can be mysterious to the devil. Because that is what we are supposed to be. Hallelujah. And after this month, we will arrive there in Jesus' name. Somebody say me a believing amen. So, we are still on accessing supernatural overflow. How to access it. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the third portion of it. And today, I'm talking about the mystery of manuring. You know what manuring, manure is? Or fertilizing. Manuring or fertilizing. Okay? Where we dig around in the ground and then we put in some um, dunk or maybe some fertilizer or certain things around the the seedling and then in the in the soil to do two things to help the soil and also to help the plant that is growing hallelujah but let me just give an overview so that we can connect the overview to what because we have a foundation that we have been dealing with now so the foundation of our series for this month we have said that number one whatever god wants to do is what he says per time whatever god wants to do is what he's saying per time it is what he has said that he is committed to do. I read a scripture last night in Ezekiel chapter 12. Look at Ezekiel 12 and verse number 25 and then 28. Very amazing scripture. Ezekiel 12 and verse number 25. And he says that, I shall speak. Look at that. For I am the Lord. I will speak and the word that I shall, I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged. Do you see the scripture? It shall no more be prolonged. 
For in your days, even, oh, rebellious house, will I say the word, and I will perform it, saith the Lord. Look at verse 28. The same chapter 12, uh, verse 28. He said, therefore say unto them, that saith the Lord, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore, but the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord. That is why if there is anything that you must look for, you must look for what is God saying per time. What is God saying this time? Because he said that the word that I say is what will be, it will not be prolonged again. It is what will come to pass. So you look for father or you pray, father, what are you saying at this time? Lord, what are you saying at this time? Because every moment God is speaking. When the Israelites were moving from Egypt to the promised land, God was speaking. He said, go. He said, turn right. He said, turn left. He said, go straight. He said, stay. God is speaking. When he says stop and then you are going, you are entering into the enemy camp. When he says go, he says no, I will, not, I will not go, I will stay. You will miss a blessing. So at any point in time, what is God saying? Because that saith the Lord, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore. I see somebody walking in supernatural overflow this year. Yeah. Everything will overflow, it bangs for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And this is the reason why you must look for what is God saying. Hallelujah. And now, when you have now found what God is saying, then the next thing is, what must I do? Do you remember the scripture we did on Wednesday? Men and brethren, what shall we do? Look at when the Lord visited Saul, who became poor, in Acts chapter 9, verse number 5 and 6. Look at the question that he asked. When the Lord visited Saul on the way to Damascus. And then he arrested him. And then he saw the light. Everyone around him saw the light. He alone heard the voice. And God said, I'm going to use you. I'm going to change you. The very things you are fighting is the very things I'm going to use you to sponsor. And to promote and to advance. The next question is, Josephine. The next question is, and he said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Verse number six. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what will you have me do? So, when the Lord gives you the word, he tells you what you want to do per time. The next thing is, what would you have me do? Because your responsibility or your ability to know what to do is what will precipitate what God wants to do. It is always the sword of man and the sword of God. They got to the Red Sea. And then the Lord said, stretch forth your hand towards the, uh, your rod towards the Red Sea. When he stretched forth his rod, Bible said that, and the Lord separated the waters. So it is what God has said and what you do that makes God work. Did you see it? You, you, you see the mathematics here. What God has said and what you do makes God work. So it is not just walking around with what God has said. What has God said? Okay, the Lord says this. What must I do? Then I do it and then God is now committed to performing it. Uh-huh. I tell you that an insurance, I'm going to give you 100,000 when you wreck your car. And then here you are. And I said every month pay $5. If you miss it this month and you wreck your car, maybe you, you may have paid Whatever, whatever amount. Four years. It is not. Do you understand? It becomes null and void. Why? Because there is something that I have said. 
there is something that you must do and then I'll be committed to fulfilling what I have said. Yeah, but sometimes we run with what God has said, but we don't want to do what we have to do. Without our responsibility, the word of God becomes hanging. Because it is, now listen, don't miss me here. It is our responsibility that becomes the platform for the building to be erected on. Praise the name of Jesus. So what would you have me do? And that is what we've been discussing throughout the whole of the month when we started the series. The first Sunday, we spoke about the fact that we, we spoke about the first Sunday, we spoke about the fact that we have the first responsibility of receiving the word and working the soil. Receiving the word and working the soil. And last Sunday, we spoke about the responsibility, which is the third responsibility of planting the seed. Yeah, last night, the Lord showed me a scripture that amazed me about planting the seed. Prince, go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 26. Now look at Genesis 26. When you receive the seed, now of course you have worked on the soil. When you receive the seed and you have worked on the soil, you planted. That is what we discussed last week. But this scripture I did not show us last week. And I want to quickly show us. Genesis 26. I'll read from verse number 1 to 4. And I will jump to verse number 12 to 14. And there was famine in the land. Beside the first famine. That was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech king of the Philistines unto Jerah. And the Lord appeared unto him and said. Somebody say, and he said. What God said changes everything all. Angie, what God said changes everything. everything. There was famine in the land. And what God said, what did God say? Now in those days, Egypt was a superpower. It doesn't matter how much famine is in the land. When you are in Egypt, at least your food and your accommodation, at least the basic necessities in life, you won't miss it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yesterday I was at a place and I was telling them that, you know, there are many opportunities in America, except you don't want to work, or except you want a certain kind of work. Otherwise, I, I don't understand why sometimes people tell me I don't, I, I can't work, or I, there is no job for me. Tomorrow, if you want to work here in America, you can work. Do you understand? Except you want a special work, but if you really want to work something, you can get work tomorrow. Yeah, they are, don't you see hiring, hiring, hiring all over the place? Amen. But sometimes we want a certain job. Yeah, so if I don't get that certain job, you know, so I, I don't have work to do, you know. But I, I see them hiring, 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 hiring. Sometimes they say that uh, uh, um, opening bonus. How do, how do they put it? How do they put it? Is it opening bonus or something? Sign on bonus. They say sign on bonus. So when people say, anyway, my time. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, don't go down to Egypt, even though it is a superpower. Dwell in this land of famine. Listen, it is not where you are. It is the word that you have received at where you are. That changes the place. And the Lord appeared unto him and the Lord said, remember there was famine in the land. And God said, don't go down to Egypt. Don't depend on the arm of flesh. Don't depend on human beings. Dwell in this land, which I shall tell you of. Verse number three. The Lord didn't even tell him what to do. Verse number three. Sojourn in this land. And I will be with you. And I will bless you. For unto you and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries. Say, I receive it. 
And I will perform the oath which I swear unto your father Abraham. Verse number 4. Look at verse 4. And I will multiply, I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. This is what the Lord told um, Isaac. In the land of famine. So, remember that the word of the Lord is a what? It's a seed. So this is the seed that the Lord gave to Ab- the Lord gave to Isaac, verse number twelve. Look at verse. And Isaac sowed in that land. What did he sow? He sowed the seed by staying in the land. It is not what he put in the ground that was the seed. It is his staying in the in the land that the Lord told him stay here. That was the seed he planted. You didn't get that. Listen now. Let me explain it to you. Ab- Listen, Isaac staying in the land. Because God has said it was the seed. Now, every other thing he did was something that the Lord was going to use to promote what he has said. But the seed that he planted, what was the seed that he planted? To what the Lord had told him. The Lord said, stay in this land. It is farming. Everybody is going. But you stay. And I will be with you here. And I will bless you. And I will multiply you. The next statement, the Bible said that. And Isaac sowed. No. And Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year. He received what? The same year. How many fold? Come on. How many fold? Now, I told you that the minimum you can receive is what? 30 fold. Isaac sowed the word that the Lord had given him. He received a hundredfold. I'm seeing somebody coming at the end of this year with a hundredfold blessing in Jesus' name. I don't know who I'm speaking to, but if it is you, receive it in Jesus' name. For the word that I say, the Lord said, I will look over my word. It shall not be prolonged anymore. Hallelujah. He sowed in the land. But we don't know what he sowed. They didn't say that he sowed maize. They didn't say he sowed potatoes. They didn't say he sowed watermelon. So what did he sow? He sowed the word that the Lord gave him. What was the word? Stay here. And I will be with you. And I will promote you. And I will surprise you. And Bible said that he received a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The blessings of the Lord is in the obedience to the word of the Lord. Verse number 13. And the man waxed great. And he went forward and he grew until he became very great in the land of famine. In the tile, are you hearing me? In the land of famine, in the land of famine, when everybody was running away, when everybody was saying that it is not working, when everybody was saying that coronavirus has destroyed our world, that same year, what the Lord had told him, and he sold it, he received now. Go back to verse number 12. Uh, If I have to stay here, let me stay here. (laughs) Look at verse number 12. (laughs) Look at verse number 12. I I left this church this morning at 2.30 a.m. I was soaked in the... I couldn't leave. I was just reading and my mind was just blown apart. Look at it. He said, Isaac sowed in that land and what? Come on, and what? And what? Now, we receive what we have not worked for. Listen. When we say you have received something, it means you didn't work for it. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You don't receive what you have not. Listen, you receive when you are receiving something. It means it has been given to you. I have something and I said, receive it. Receive it. So I've given it to you on a silver platter. If you work for something, 
you don't just receive it it is your entitlement but when you receive something it means that generously given to you without any effort of yours when you sow the word you receive you receive what it means is that things come to you that you have not worked for when we talk about supernatural overflow i have known people i know a man my goodness i know a man who one day he was just the driver he went to drive a certain man and then they were talking and then he said ah where are you from he said i'm from uh, is it uh, belarus or somewhere like that i had his testimony myself and he said oh i'm looking for a business partner in that country he said well i, I came out all the way to america just to drive a cab and make a living and sometimes you know send something to my family he said i'm looking for a business partner there. can i discuss something with you can you come to my office he said okay came to the office the following day one thing led to the other one thing led to the other one thing led to the other the man went to establish a major multi-million company in that country he was the representative ceo over there he became a board chairman of the world company let me tell you something when the lord talks about overflow don't think about it in line with your capacity and your degree your degree is too small for overflow if overflow comes upon your degree it will crash it will crash what you need sister receive it what you need is to plant the word that the lord has given if only you can understand this thing i'm talking about your life will change just plant the word the lord said don't go stay here i will be with you he said the word that you have given me is a seed i've planted it that same year he received a hundredfold he received in that same year not the second year i'm talking about supernatural overflow in 2022 you will have it in jesus name you you have it in jesus i prayed with a certain lady all her problem was that man of god i won't tell the state she is in but she's somewhere in the south she's on the prayer line i prayed with her she's a man of god i am 30 this years almost 38 years she said no man has ever told me that i love you you don't understand you are not a woman that's why you are watching me like that so no man has told me that i love you oh oh sister your dress is beautiful i said sister this is serious but we are going to do something and then i prayed with her and i told her do this that 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 she did it later on she called me one day she said there's a guy in canada and then after we she said there's another guy here and there's another guy here ns please stand up ns stand up you see this young man here one day he came to the church this man had applied for his masters for a certain school the people said the school the course that you want to do we are going to sponsor it. We will not sponsor that course. We will sponsor this course. If you will do this course, then we will sponsor it for you. He said, no, but this is also the course I have to do. Then they said, then go and find your sponsors and for your school. And then he came to the church. And we're taking communion. And I said, the communion can do anything. It is neutral. When we pray over it, you tell it what to do. He said, I've never heard this mystery before, but I believe it. And then he sat here. He was at where you are sitting. Was it not here that you were sitting? And he said, Lord, let this communion give me my school and my scholarship. After one week, 
he got three schools. The same school that told him that we are sorry, we have already given, this is what we are going. They called him, they said, ah, we have reviewed it and we want to give back the scholarship. Would, do you want it? And it even came with extra benefit. Now, his problem was not seeking. His problem was, he came to tell me, he said, Baba, now my problem is, which one should I take? Is it not so? That is him there. When I'm talking about supernatural overflow, stop comparing it to the things around you. Some of the times we judge the word of God with our current situation. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. Mary said, I have never known a man. A man has never even seen my panty before. How can I carry a, a human being in my stomach? The Lord said, you don't need all these parameters that you are talking about. All you need is to hold on to the word, plant the word, walk with the word, run with the word. And Bible said that it worked. It will work in your life in Jesus' name. Nobody here will be put to shame. Listen, I don't, I, I don't care how many times you have been put to shame. I said you will not be put to shame again. You will not be put to shame again. Look at my son, Setuchi. Stand up, please. Look at this man. He had written an exam. How many times? Five times. All fail. All fail. All fail. All. Brothers and sisters, we are talking about supernatural overflow. I want you to know that God is working. Hey! It is not that he is not learning. It is not that he, he is not intelligent. A graduate. Writing a simple. Hey! Sometimes there can be a siege. Remember there was farming in the land. There was farming. In, sometimes it is not that you are not hard working. But there is farming in the land. Sometimes it is not that you are not beautiful. Without even makeup. You are like Queen Esther. But there is a farming in the land. So what do I need? What is the Lord saying? I said, he came. I said, in my office, my old office. I said, this siege is broken. And then we prayed about it. He went to write that same exam. Instantly, one touch. No red dial. Praise the name of Jesus. God will surprise you. Am I talking to somebody here? Ebony, I said, God will surprise you. I said, God will surprise you. Stop looking at all the things that are around you. That is why things are delaying. Because when God speaks, instead of we sowing the word, running with the word, we start contemplating and relating it to our experiences and our abilities and our capacities. Well, I don't have this. Well, I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not. Hey, go back. Now, look at the Genesis. Verse number 13. Verse number 13. Bible said that. And, and, and the next verse. Genesis. And the man waxed great. And can you give me the next verse? Verse number 13. Genesis chapter 26 and verse number 13. He said, and the man works great. And the man works great and went forward. And grew until he became very great. Until he became? Until he became? What was the, re what was the reason? Because he sold the word that God gave him. Look at verse number 14. Verse 40 says that for now he had possession of flocks hey, in famine. He had possession of herds. He had great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. The people that were saying that we got a PhD. If there is any CEO that must come, it is us. 
One day I was praying. I was in the shower praying. And the Lord said, do you know why I'm bringing fresh, fresh, fresh people into the church? I said, Lord. And when I talk of fresh people, I'm talking about people who are hungry. People who are hungry. Not people who are full and then they want dessert. No. People who are hungry. And I said, Lord, why? He said, because I want them to be filled with the unadulterated word of God so that when the blessing come, it will be transgenerational. I was super happy. I remember our church back in Ghana. They used to call us small, small boys church. They said small, small boys church. Oh, that church is filled with small, small boys and girls, students. They don't have anything. They don't. Go there today. There is nothing that you can do in Ghana Assemblies of God without mentioning Holy Hill Chapel, Ghana. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You, my prayer for you is that you will stay and you will be committed. You will be surprised. I've seen it already. And many, 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 many people. How many of you have seen it in dreams and vision? Many, many, many. You will be blessed. I said you will be blessed. Look at verse number 14. And the Philistines envied him. Now, jump to verse number 16. My goodness. In verse number 16, they came to him and then they said, So Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for you are much mightier than we. One man was greater than the country. There is a man that is in London. He comes from a place called Egypt. His name is Mohammed Al-Fayed. Mohammed Al-Fayed is the owner of a, a, a chain of stores. I mean, many, many, many things. Many five-star, seven-star hotels. And then one of his stores is called um, Harold's. Harold's is the, one of the most expensive stores in the United Kingdom and Europe. Harold's is like, um, uh, what are some of the expensive stores here in... Uh, yeah, but, but it's like, no, it's like those, uh, those, now those are, those are one, one, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like a store like Macy's that sell all these kind of designer, designer things. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. Those kind of... Uh, let me tell you something. That man, when he speaks, even the queen listens. He's called Muhammad Afai. It was his son that was chasing Princess Diana and they killed him. Dodi Afai. They said, no, 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 no. But they couldn't stop it. He has so much influence in the United Kingdom. Muhammad Afai. Most of the hotels there is for him. If he says that I'm withdrawing my investment from United Kingdom, the queen will have to send a delegation together with his husband to go and apologize to him. The Lord will bless you. So much so that the Philistines envied him. There was a man in the Bible and his name is called Jabez. And Jabez had an encounter with the word of God. And he prayed and God turned his destiny around. The same people that cast him out, they came back and they said, you know what? We cast you out. Come and be our leader. That will be your story in Jesus' name. Your family will come chasing you. And your generation will come chasing you in Jesus' name. Verse 26 to 29. Look at 26 to 29. The same Genesis chapter 26. 26 to 29. Then Abimelech went to him from Jerah. And Ahuza, one of his friends. And Fikol, the chief captain of his army. Look at the Entorada went to see one man. Look at what they said. And Isaac said unto them, Why have you come to me? Didn't you hate me? 
and you sent me away. Now look at what he said. So listen, when you start planting the word, understand that you'll be hated. Now, yeah, that is what I was talking about. The snakes will come out. When you start planting the word, you'll be hated. For no reason, somebody that used to help you all of a sudden will now see you as a dangerous person. You have not done anything. The person doesn't want to talk to you again. Now people are backbiting against you doing this. When you see that, understand that the word is working. Bible said, and they said, we saw, we saw. The reason why we're fighting you. He said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with you. And we said, let us now go and make a peace between us and him. And let us make a covenant with him. Verse 29. Look at 29. That you will not do as hurt. One man, the whole country came to him. And they said, please, we want to make a covenant and agreement with you. That you will not hurt us. As we have not touched you. And as we have done unto thee nothing but good. And have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. Did I just prophesy to somebody? Then say me a believing amen. amen. Hallelujah. He said for you are now the blessed of the Lord. When you run and you sow the word. Ladies and gentlemen. The evidence will even amplify in the ears of unbelievers. That will be your story. So. Your responsibility to work on the soil. And your ability to plant it. Is what generates the harvest and the magnitude Isaac sowed in the land and then he received. Sometimes people want to pray out responsibility. You can't pray it out. <laughs> you, we don't pray out responsibilities. We act them out. After you have prayed, you got to act out what you must do. <laughs> hey, this prayers and fasting, I got to pray this thing out. This, that is the rest. The receiving part, there is a believing part, and there is a doing part. That is the responsibility. And that is what many Christians don't want. So sometimes when you are preaching the doing part, then they say that you are being legalistic, and then you are being um, 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 Old Testament folk. Do you understand? There is always a doing part. Don't let anybody lie to you. Bible says that the works of righteousness. There is always a doing part. So when you have done the receiving, when you have done the believing, do the doing. Hallelujah. So, the doing number four that I'm talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, which is a very vital part, is that we have to, now that we have received the word, now that we have worked on the soil, and now that we have planted the seed, we got to manure it. We got to fertilize it. Luke chapter 13, verse 6 to 9. Is somebody being blessed already? Luke 13, 6 to 9. Quickly. Luke 13, 6 to 9. That was our uncle's scripture. Let's read it. He spoke this also parable unto them that a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Verse number 7. Then he said unto the dressers of the vineyard, Behold, these three years, can you give it to me in maybe ESV or uh, good news or something so that I, I want us to knock. And he said 
unto the vine dresser. Look, for these three years, I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, but I found none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground and waste up resources? <laughs> hey! There are things in the Bible. Verse 8. And he answered and said, Sir, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and I put manure. I put on manure. Can you give me another translation? Verse 8. Give me another translation. Look at it. Maybe the message or something. Now, and he answered and said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also till I shall dig about it and dung it. Hallelujah. We put dung on it. Do you know that we sell it? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you've done gardening before, they sell it in Lowe's and uh, all those places. Animal dung. So that you can put it in the soil. Now, verse number nine. To manure it. Verse number nine. And if, the next verse please. And if, verse number nine. That was the next verse. And if it does not bear fruit, you can cut it. But if it does, that is what the verse number nine says. He said, and if it doesn't bear fruit. Now, and if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that, you shall cut it down. Hallelujah. So, from this scripture that we read, it means that the thing was growing, but the ability for it to bear fruit in time is dependent on the manure you put on it. Please, do you understand it? The verse 8. The reason why the man wanted to cut it is because he said that for many years, Kendra, he said for many years, I've been telling it. I've been, I've been, I've been doing everything. I've been watching it, but it is not bearing fruit. And he said, sir, the reason why maybe it is not bearing fruit in season is because we have not yet manured it. So let us manure it. So when you have planted the seed, one of the things that will help it to produce is the manuring. And what is the manuring of the word that God has given you? It is acceptable service. Our service to the Lord is what generates the manuring. It's what fertilizes the plant. If God gives you a word and then you put in service into the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen, it delivers manure. And listen, it is called acceptable service. So I wrote something here. I said, we fet how do we enrich the soil? We fertilize the soil and the, and the tree and the plant by digging around it and dangling it. And that is acceptable service. Remember, I didn't say service, but I said acceptable service. Nothing fertilizes the word, which is the seed, and the soil, which is our heart, than our acceptable service rendered unto the Lord. Acceptable service. By the way, that is the reason why the Lord saved us. Exodus chapter 8 and verse number 1. Exodus chapter 8 and verse number 1. The Lord said unto Moses, go and tell Pharaoh. He said, that saith the Lord of the Hebrews. And the Lord spake unto Moses, go unto Pharaoh and say unto him, that saith the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. The reason for redemption number 1 is that we will serve the Lord. We will render unto him acceptable service. The reason for redemption is not so that the Lord will give you a brand new car. So that the Lord will give you your, 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 your documents. So that the Lord will give you a beautiful job. 
so that the Lord will give you this, so that the Lord will give you that. The reason why the Lord redeemed us is number one, we will serve him. Then it is in the servicing to the Lord that produces the benefit. As you serve the Lord. Exodus chapter 23 and verse number 25. Exodus 23 verse 25. He said, thou shalt serve the Lord your God. You shall serve the Lord your God. And then look at the benefit. But sometimes we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, bless my bread. Bless my water. Take sicknesses away from the midst of us. Verse 26. Now we come and then we say that, look at verse 26. Then we say that, Lord, nothing shall cast their young, nothing shall be barren, nothing sh- the, the, uh, uh, everything will live the number of days. But the premises of this is that you shall serve the Lord your God and all these things shall follow. And service is what manures the word. Service is what manures the ground. Now, I said acceptable service because Minister Dockers, Many people want to serve God, but they want to serve God in their own terms. Yeah, many people want to serve God, but they want to do it in their own terms. But acceptable service is not so. Hallelujah. When you do anything as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, on your terms, it is called an activity. Do you understand it? So you can be engaged in activities without serving God. But you cannot serve God acceptably without engaging in activities. I'll say it again for free. You can engage in activities without serving God. You can be busy body. Doing what the Lord has not commanded you to do. It is activity. It is not acceptable service. So sometimes we say, well, he he doesn't have any relationship with the Lord. He doesn't believe in God, but he's a good man. He's a good woman. He's a philanthropist. He said this. You are only rendering activity. And let me tell you something. God can even use the devil to render activity. So what you are an apprentice, it is okay. Even the devil, God can use him. Bible says in 1 Corinthians, he said that if the prince of this world knew, that by killing Jesus, many Jesuses would have come up. We would all have been saved. Ladies and gentlemen, he wouldn't have done it. The Lord used the devil to amplify his work. So how much more his apprentice? So stop saying that, oh, even the people, uh, that, that, this man is a good man. He is a very, very good man. He's a very, very good woman. He's a very good person. And if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, whatever you do, he's using you to sponsor his activities, but it's not acceptable service. You got to understand that difference. So, don't just do anything. Do an acceptable service. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is acceptable service that is rewarded. It is not activities. In fact, there are some people who offered activities, they ended up dying. Yeah. Nedab and Abihu. In Leviticus chapter 10. They ended up dying. They offered each of them a strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer, look at it, and put thereon fire and incense and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And what happened? And fire came down from the Lord and devoured them. So it is not just any service that the Lord receives. He receives acceptable service. Somebody say acceptable service. So, I'm going to give you the definition of acceptable service. 
What is acceptable service? Using your divine endowments in promoting God and his kingdom first and in God's way. Please write it. I'm going to take my time. I need you to get this. What is acceptable service to the Lord? Using your divine endowments. E-N-D-O-W-E-M-E-N-T-S. Using your divine endowments. In promoting God and his kingdom first and in God's way. Now explain it. God has given you divine endowments. Now what are these? Let me give that definition again, right? Now, what is acceptable service? I'll say it again. Using your divine endowments in promoting God and his kingdom first and in God's way. And in God's way. Because God has given you divine endowments. Your energy. Your talent. Your abilities. Your resources. Your material blessings. Your time. These are divine endowments that the Lord gave you. Sometimes we want to use or we think that the reason why God gave us some divine endowment is for our promoting ourselves. So if I know how to sing and I get a beloved, then I'll be using the endowment to sing for my beloved. Hey! Hallelujah. Especially those that can play one instrument and sing along it. Hey! Somebody say, hey! We, listen, use that divine endowment for God first. To promote God and his kingdom before you use it to promote anything. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> if I say I'm giving more examples, it will be kikri kikri here. But <laughs> I'm preaching. Hey! Hallelujah. Hmm. So God has given us divine endowment. Use those divine endowments to promote God and his kingdom first before you use it to promote any other thing. And then, number two, use it to promote him in his way. Do you understand it? So there are three key words here that I want us to take note of. Number one. Number one is that the Lord wants you to use his, your divine endowment. Number two, to promote him and his kingdom. Number three, first. Do it first for him and then in his way. Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 33. Look at Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. He said, but seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you don't use what god has given you to promote your interest and the interest of other things before god sometimes people say that well um can you do this for can you do this for the lord or something well um let me check my time and see if i get time anything for god must be number one and listen he controls the breath in our nostril 
If God closes your nostrils in the realms of the spirit, he will not close it like this. He closes it in the realms of the spirit for three minutes. You will choke and die. We, all we can say is that, oh, he choked though. And he died. But somebody close your nostrils for three, sec- for three minutes. So use everything that God has given you to promote him and his kingdom first. My goodness. Listen. If it has to be God, it will be number one on my agenda. I love my wife, but I love God first. She knows it. I will never love any human being on earth more than God. Never. It will never happen. Yeah. It will never happen. Because every relationship on earth ends on earth. It is your relationship with God that transcends the boundaries of the earth. And your eternal consequence. Many people allow temporal things to determine their eternal ticket. It is folly and foolishness. Yeah. My husband said I shouldn't serve the Lord. My wife said I shouldn't serve the Lord. So you are also following. Try and die for three days. He will marry again. She will marry again. (laughs) One man was dying. (laughs) One man was dying. And then, and then he told the wife, he said, honey, would you marry again? He said, honey, I won't marry. Okay. He said, okay, then, um, I want to give you the freedom to marry. When you come onto my grave and then you see that there, it is not wet, then you can marry. He said, okay. So that was the agreement. And then the man died. When, not knowing that when the, ah, so every time, now after one year, after two years, the love that the woman had for the man was gradually dying. Now, after two years, the woman's eyes started opening. Started saying, hey, I can't live like this alone at this young age. So she started seeing. And then she remembered that she promised the man that she would not marry again after his death. And then, he remember, and then as time went on, she started burning. And she remembered that the man released her. And the man said, if you go on my grave and then it is dry, you can marry. Now the woman started visiting the grave every month. Every time she go, the place is wet. Hey, what a grave. Even in dry season, the place is wet. No knowing when the man was dying, he had told his best friend that when I die, every week come and water my grave. Uh, You don't know how human beings are. He said, every week. He said, I want you to make me a promise. The man said, you are my best friend. Anything you, you want me to do? He said, would you please? And he said, please, don't let anybody know. Don't let anybody see. But every week, come and water my grave. So by the time the woman gets there, the grave is wet. But what I'm trying to say is that now after some time, the woman wanted to marry. Don't let temporal, temporal, temporal things determine he said that work doesn't give you time to serve the Lord. Try and die. Before they even carry the person to the morgue, they will put it out. Application is open for uh, this position to be filled. We should wait for you to be buried. The company will fail. Don't let them. You see, that is what I'm talking about. Accept these things, water the word. These things make the word productive. Don't let temporal things, temporal things, temporal things. I'm not saying that don't be wise. 
But do you know that, ladies and gentlemen, in the same weather that somebody will say that because of the weather, I can't go to church. That same weather, somebody can work. Hey, I was surprised that when I was coming, uh, your friend said, the gas stations were open. When I was coming, McDonald's was open. And I came early. They were, I said, my goodness. When I was coming, I was checking all of them. Oh, and I was like, hey, if I didn't go to church, thinking, and I didn't, by the way, I didn't come to church because I'm a pastor. No, I came because I am a child of God and I felt that I want to fellowship with my God. Don't let temporal things determine your eternal benefits. Say me a believing amen. Maybe you don't like this portion, but it is an inoculation. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And then... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> hey, let me just give you what is not acceptable service. We will continue this on, on Wednesday, I promise you. But what is not acceptable service? Number one, when you do something for God because of you and not God, when you are the reason why you want it to be done. I am the reason why I want it to be done. It is about me. It is about, I, once I, I want my name to be popular. Yeah. I want to be on the scene also. Yeah. I want them to know that me too, I can preach. I want them to know that me too, I am there. So the Lord has not commanded me to start, let's say, a business but because i see the lord has not commanded me to do a wreckage business but because i saw that my friend and my brother um elder Marshall is in the wreckage business i said no i have to do it i meet too uh, uh, he, uh, he's doing that ah, but i can do it better no 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 i also do it it is not acceptable service because i am the reason in the book of first samuel chapter 13 Verse number 8 to 14. Something very pathetic happened. The man had been told. And he tarried seven days. The prophet told Saul. He said wait for one week. I will be there. He waited for seven days. To the set time. That Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not unto Gigal. And the people were scattered from him. Verse number 9. And Saul said. Bring Hita the offering. And peace offering. And he offered the burnt offering. Verse number 10. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering. Behold, Samuel came. And Saul went out to meet him. That he might salute him. And verse number 11 says that. Look at verse 11. And Samuel said, what have you done? And Saul said, because I saw the people were scattering from me. Somebody say from me. So it was not because the people were going away from God. But because the people were going away from him. He was the reason why he offered that sacrifice. He was the main reason. It wasn't because of God. He wasn't doing it because he wanted to do something for God. He wasn't doing it because the Lord had instructed him. He wasn't doing it because he had a passion and a heart for the Lord. But he was doing it because of him. Because the people were scattering from me. And you came not within the days appointed. 
and that the Philistines gathered themselves. Verse 11. Verse 12. Look at verse 12. Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me. Me, 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 me. If you are the reason for doing it. If you are the reason for being in a department. And sometimes you can hold that department for ransom. Brother, your service is not needed. You see, we got to let the church, we, if we want to see the power of God, we got to be very raw. And that is why this church, I always tell you, we don't owe anybody, I don't owe anybody an apology if it is from the scriptures. Because if I don't inoculate you, Dalia, one day I will answer. One day I will answer. Everybody that the Lord passes through this ministry, one day I will give account. I told you, say this to Connor. You, you battered it. He didn't get it. I will, then I will be facing, no, I will not do that. When you can hold the thing to ransom, maybe you are the only person that can do it. Maybe you are the only person that know how to do it. And if I don't do it, nobody can do it. And then, you know, with your chest like that, and then one leg, turn like that. Then you hold the whole thing to ransom. You can do whatever, but the Lord will be looking at you and wanting to knock you and kill you. Because the Lord can even raise this thing, this pot, to do what you are doing. The Lord can raise this thing to do what I'm doing. There is nothing that anybody does for the Lord that impresses the Lord. If it is not an acceptable service, let us say the truth. And stop sugarcoating the ministry. We want the word. We want the word to work in our lives. Acceptable service. When you are the reason, he said, me. The people were scattering from me. The people were not recognizing me. The people were not seeing my input. Me, 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 me. Nobody can disappoint me when it is me and God. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you do something for God because of you and not because of him. Number two, what is not acceptable service? When you do something for God in your time and not God's time. Many people will do things for God but in their time. Not God's time. I will serve the Lord when I am done with this and that and that. When you do things for God in your time and not God's time. The Lord said, wait for me seven days. He said, I waited seven days. You are not coming. So I did it myself. The Lord said, brother, stay here. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not seeing anything. It was farming in the land of the Philistines. And Isaac wanted to leave. The Lord said, stay here. This year, stay here. Hallelujah. When you do something for God. You remember the, the, uh, um, the scripture I gave you on Wednesday? When the disciples, now Jesus said, let us go and pray. They prayed first, second, third. Now Jesus came. He said, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. The third time when Jesus came, he said, they said, now Lord, we are going to pray. He said, it is over. The time that I wanted you to do, you didn't do it. This time, let me tell everyone, this time in our growing stage, believe me, if there is anything that God lays on your heart, do it with your heart. Because very soon, people will be begging to do what the church may be needing you to do today. You mark it. Except the thing is not from God. If the thing is from God. Hey, when I'm coming to preach here, do you know the prayers and the preparation? 
by the grace of God, I can wake up and preach. If you wake me up, you press me, I can preach. But when I'm coming to preach on this pulpit and altar of the Lord, my goodness, I don't see Holy Hill Chapel. I see doing something for God. And I said, Lord, I will not offer unto you anything that will not cost me. Every Saturday night, I don't go near my wife. Not because I cannot, but because I said, let me spend time. Let me receive an echo, a word through the corridors of eternity for the souls that will be listening to me. I don't preach to entertain people. I want to give a word in season. Because it is a word in season that will change somebody. Not a word out of reason. Yeah. Don't do anything. You are coming to do anything for the Lord. Prepare. I prepare. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. Please, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. My wife will tell me, why won't you sleep Saturday night? I said, you, you don't know. I'm praying, Lord, please, don't let it be rhetorics. Don't let it be exciting words. Don't let it be words that will entertain. Don't let it be words that will just make the ear tingle, Lord. Let it be a word that will change somebody. If the word doesn't change somebody, it is not worth preaching it. Don't let me preach it. How do you prepare for your ministration? How do you prepare for the playing that you are playing? Is it because of you? Is it in your time? I will do it, but in my time. No way. If my company, when I was working in the world, when I was an expatriate engineer, if they called me at any point in time, boy, oh boy, I'll be there. Why is it that God will call me and I'll not be there? Why is it that God will call me and I'll not be there? And I can give all the flimsy excuses which I will not give when I am building towers for Pharaoh in the world. Boy, you'll not get me there. We want to see the power of God. We want to see the manifestation of the word. Let the work, let the activity be in God's time. Not in your time. Let the activity be because of God. Not because of us. Not because of us. When it is because of you, you ask, what can I get out of it? What am I going to get out of it? That was how the Israelites were working with God. That God, we want you because we want you to bring us out of Egypt. Not because we love you. Not because we love you. Not because we love you. Let everything that we do in the name of the Lord be for the Lord. Boy, roll us on. on, on, on. When you do something for God because of you. Number two. When you do something for God in your time, not God's time. Number three, what is not acceptable service? Number three, when you do something for God for public celebration. That is why many people can be offended. Well, I did this. Nobody said anything about it. Why is it that I play? Nobody said anything about it. The whole of the year. I've been coming very early to clean the whole place. Even when Papa was recognizing the people that have been doing things, nobody recognized me. When you do things for public acclamation, for public celebration, so that we will give you fans, somebody say fans. When you do things for public fans, brothers and sisters, it is an activity 
it is not acceptable service. Acceptable service doesn't have the foundation of what people will say. It has the foundation of what God says. What God says is what I do. When we go out to win souls, we don't do that. Last time somebody ignore an ignoramus put something on on on, on, our, on our facebook when we're spreading the good news of how we are blessing the community with our food distribution and that he said foolishly he said will jesus put this on facebook i said you 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 are so ignorant if G- if jesus was in our days he would use facebook twitter all the social media how did we have record that he fed five thousand people how did we have record that he walked on the sea how did we have record that he healed the sick? How did we have record of all the things that Jesus did? If they did not post it in their Facebook in their times, how would we have had it? And when we are talking about what we are doing so that others will be encouraged and so that others will know what God is doing so that they will be committed to doing the work of the ministry, most of the things that we do, we I see. And then I say, no. If this one is doing it and it is working, Lord, would you have us do it? The Lord said, go ahead. Pam, then we do it. What I say to one, I say to all, don't wait that God should come and tell me what to do. When the Lord has caused you to see something that somebody is doing and the Lord says that, imitate it. He said, no, 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 no. God, come, 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 come. The Lord has opened the door. The Lord has given you the provision. He said, no, I won't do it. Acceptable service. Somebody say acceptable service. When you do something, Mark chapter Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 1 all the way to 4. Verse number 1 all the way to 4. Once I finish this, just come up. Continue. 1 to 4. He said that, take heed that you do not do your arms before men. Or to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your father which is in heaven. Amen. I want to sing so beautifully so that when I finish, the young girls will be clapping for me. Brother, you have your reward though. Amen. Today, the way the attire that they say we should wear, the way I will wear it, when I, de- when I hit the church, I'll get three proposals. Sister, you have already gotten your reward in your head. The men will not even propose, but you have got your reward in your head. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you want public acclamation, it is not acceptable service. He said in verse number 3 and 4, so that your father will see it in secret. Do things. Number 4, when you do something for God on the basis of competition, it is not acceptable service. Ah. No, no, no. I thought I'd be pleased. Okay. Um, you also play. Okay. Um, Charles also play. These three boys are okay. No, no, no. I have to let them know that me too, I have arrived. Hey! So I start playing certain keys. By the time I realize, I'll be confusing the whole music. Because the intention with which I am playing is not to glorify God. But I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it. I've seen him also do it. And I want to show them that you are me. I was before you are. I was before you are. Jesus said to the guys when they asked him, you are not even 40 years and you are saying that Abraham is your father. He said, before Abraham was, I am. So you want to say that I am before you guys came? No. 
I see that you are able to do this. I, I said, brother, I said, brother, oh, I think you can do this. Charlie, do it. And then I push you. Listen, 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 listen. Desiree, the, in the kingdom, we complement each other. We don't compete each other. We complement. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 to 13, he said they numbering them. Now, we count not 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 to 13. For we dare not make ourselves of the numbers or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Competition brings you to a state of foolishness. Because we'll be doing things that you don't have to do. Wasting resources. Wasting time. Wasting energy. This church, we don't compete with anybody. We see somebody doing something, the Lord says, imitate it. Because what I say to one, I say to all, I say, brothers, let's go. Everything we do in this church is by the commandment of the Lord. Not to raise any name. And finally, when you do something for God, solely on the basis of what you will get. What is my portion in this? If I sing in that church, would they pay me? Here, all of us, including me, ask the finance team. I'm not paid. Nobody is paid. Because at this time, if we say we are paying, <laughs> brothers and sisters, every, every month, like I'll be tasking you, I look at beautiful Kendra, say, I say, beautiful Kendra, you, even your hair alone, you should be able to pay 3000 every month. And I look at you, I look at that beautiful jacket, you'll be using gimmicks. Ah, a fair lady, you have to pay 3000 too. Ah, you, your, your, your lens alone, Charlie, your lens, the Lord says that because of your lens, you must pay 555000 I give people, you, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, when the thing is about what you will get, when it is sowing time, we don't expect harvest because when the harvest comes, you will not struggle to eat. Close your eyes. I finished preaching for first service. Close your eyes and let's close, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, may I have the choir upstage? The mighty name of Jesus. I'll be there. I'll just come back very soon. Give you all the praise and all the glory. Let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name.